you feeling? How's things looking? Yeah, me too. I'm not quite as angst-ridden and discouraged today as I've been lately. I don't know why. Comes and it goes during these troubled times, you know? Yeah, well... Don't we all have days where we're like, I can't take this anymore? Uh, having school-age children as the day of school uh, approaches quickly, um, it's it's such a topic for so many people. I've been texting, you know, various parents and stuff like that. It's just, ah, whole thing sucks. Yeah, yeah. It's issue number one for all families with children, and I think it's darn near issue number one for anybody with an appreciation of how kids grow and learn and are formed emotionally. Anybody who cares about children understands how enormous this issue is. Kids kids aren't normal right now. I think this is underreported, underappreciated. You know, it's hard it's it's hard to uh, uh quantify, you know, just kind of uh, ennui or malaise. <clears throat> I won't go so far as depression, but it's it's hard to quantify, you Well, know, there is some of that. What lasting effects that has, <clears throat> I don't know, but Yeah. Hey, coming up, uh yet another journalist has left their uh their employer with a scathing letter of resignation. Uh, very similar to Barry Weiss, the New York Times, ideological lockstep, uh, bullying, the rest of it. Uh, I think you'll like it. You'll appreciate it. Um, what was the TV show we talked about yesterday I was thinking about starting? It's a new show, or you guys like it or something? A new Netflix? Uh, Umbrella Academy. Umbrella oh, Academy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Judy and I watched an episode last night. What'd you think? After the work was done. I enjoy it very much. Yeah. It's it's quirky. It's, it's odd. It's multi-layered. Boy meets girl? Ooh, there's some of that. It's it's wacky next door neighbor. It's got a touch of superhero. It's a got touch a touch of superhero. It's hmm. got a touch of, uh, of of romance, of family dysfunction, addiction, time travel, politics. It's it's. I like wacky next door neighbors. I like catchphrases. Kiss my grits. I want something like that. <laughs> yeah, I want like crowd well, laughter. Yeah, That's what maybe, I'm looking for. Maybe, to TV maybe show. you should watch something. Like Ten things you, a man, should not write in a dating app bio. <laughs> I don't know anything about this. I've never done it. Online dating certainly came along after I was uh, out God of the race. God willing, and I, I never will. Yeah. A very good friend of mine is getting married today to someone he met on a, uh, like a, I think it's a biking enthusiast app, fitness biking enthusiast app. They got together, hit it off like crazy, they're getting hitched. Yeah, I know early on we used to regularly call it it's the ROD way of dating. It's the reek of desperation. Yeah. But then now it's clearly trans. Is it, would you say it's the most mainstream way to meet people? Or, or I, I don't have any idea, by the way. It's, I haven't got the slightest idea. I only know what I read in, you know, Us Magazine about online dating. It's certainly commonplace, whether or not it's the most or whatever, I don't know. Is but. there any sense of you're a little more. Okay, I'm just going to say it. Pathetic or sad if you're doing oh, that? Or no. is that completely oh. doesn't exist anymore? What a boomer question. No, well, there, okay, there, I'm asking it for other boomers. There's like weird, like... Uh, yuck, we're, we're not boomers, by the way. Like, uh, Absolutely We're Gen not. X. Yeah. I just saw a thing. There, the boomers are no longer the biggest group. Millennials and younger are now a bigger group than boomers, officially. Mm. So okay, take boomer. that, boomers. I'm a Gen X. Okay, boomer. <laughs> I'm skateboarding. and Alienated. Alienated, right, listening to Pearl Jam. Anyway, back to Sean. You'll, you'll see various <laughs> jokes on profiles or early Jeremy in the conversation. Spoken. <laughs> 
That's when music today. was great. Yes. About, hey, we'll have to, you'll, we'll create some lie about how we actually met or whatever. But that's also becoming less and less common. And I think sure. most of those things are just said tongue in cheek in the, in the first place. Well, anyways. yeah, if you're going to get a job, you're going to get a house, you're going to get virtually everything somehow online. Uh, why not a, a fella or a gal pal? Yeah, I, I'll, I'll have to switch my thing. I mean, in my, in my head, I still feel like you couldn't, you don't have a lifestyle where you could meet a person a regular way. Michael, you're not going Michael, anywhere where you'd meet anybody. It's, what it's do I have an, to tip you? Hit him with OK Boomer. <laughs> <laughs> it's not an either or thing. Uh-huh. It's just it, opens the the, the, the the people who can meet people in real life and just randomly at a bar also do dating apps. Mm-hmm. It's a it's it adds to a number of cha- chances you got. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. There's yeah. another line in the water. Yeah. Come on. Mm. Uh, Ten things you a man should not write in a dating app bio. Some of these I thought were funny. Sean pointed out it's written by a woman. Of course, you want oh, it to be written what? by a woman if you're a man, right? You're looking yeah, um, for women. Um, yes. So I want to know what women think. <laughs> Clearly. No, I want dudes. I'll tell you what a woman wants. That's that's. What oh, I'm for. no. Yeah. yeah, that's the last guy you, you want to talk to. A bunch of lesbians in here. Often a guy you've never seen with a woman has right. a lot of. Oh, he's absolutely certain. <laughs> if he mentions the phrase chicks dig, then uh, yeah. take the advice very lightly. Uh, don't claim you're fluent in sarcasm. Is that something people claim? Uh, claiming to be sarcastic doesn't actually mean you are sarcastic. If you're really so fluent in sarcasm, why not just write something sarcastic? Sarcasm is difficult to execute well. And the amount of self-proclaimed sarcasm experts on dating apps may lead you to believe that a lot of people can do it. I didn't know that's a thing. Although I've, I've, I would I've, not have guessed that. I've seen women claim that, and I said, oh, that's an endearing feature. I like sarcasm. I thought this one was funny, though. Don't uh, say you're you're into adventures or adventurous. This is a vague and overplayed statement. What is an adventure? What are you talking about? Skydiving? Extreme couponing? Robbing a bank? Be more specific. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I'm adventurous, and you think you're going to go kayaking. No, no, no. We're going to knock over a liquor store. <laughs> <laughs> we cops, you, cops, cops will be after us for it's days. It's going to be a great adventure. I've no. got wigs. I've got fake IDs. We keep the car running. It's easier for the getaway. <laughs> You are adventurous. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's pretty funny. Uh, you like to, you have wanderlust. You like to travel. The only people legally allowed to use the word wanderlust are girls under the age of 15. Even even then, they should be deeply ashamed of having done so. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Scal's got some opinions. Okay. Wanderlust. Oh, boy. Looking for the Pam to my gym which is an office reference, or any other references to the office. Trust me on this one. Being really into the office has been played out for so long that even being really into the office, ironically, is is played out. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Any mention of the office is such a handy warning sign that the person who wrote that profile is the most basic kind of human being. See, I would not have known that. Yep. Yep. If I had to date, God help me if I uh, have to. But, um... Uh, I would have to hire a consultant or something. But isn't that, in a way, I don't know. It's if you are the sort of person who would unironically express that affection for the office, you will probably find your way to somebody who doesn't mind that. I, I think right. that's key in all these things. Yeah, of course, it's, it is. It's all about you are broadcasting a signal, and you are looking for somebody who is receptive to the signal you are broadcasting, and, and that's it. And if you're the sort of person that tends to be. 
Well, either whether you tend to be ahead of the curve or behind the curve non hipness, you want somebody else that's that. Right. You would be miserable if you're ahead of the curve on hipness with somebody who's always behind. But so would the reverse. Yeah. You don't want to, as a behind-the-curve hip person, be with the the super hip cutting edge thinks you're always played out. Right. What fun would that be? As I said to a friend, we were discussing uh, marriage and, 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 and life and romance. I said, people are puzzle pieces. I hope this is a good fit. You don't want the so cynical they write articles person. With the non-hip, uh, earnest type. Might not work out. Yeah, that's a very good point right Thank there. Thank you. I, yeah, once a week, I'm good for one. Avoid various forms of uh, uh, grammar problems. Get your there, 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 and your, yours right. Yes, and your two, two, twos. Oh, but once again, though, might be another thing. You hook it up with somebody else who also either doesn't know or doesn't care, mm. and then you'd be okay. You'll be ignorant together. Disgusting. Right. <clears throat> that kind of makes sense. I get you. Sure. Although your, you know, your Christmas letter will be <laughs> incomprehensible. Mm-hmm. Proofread people. There's a certain organization I am uh, affiliated with. Their communications are riddled with errors, typos, wrong form of your or whatever. Oh, are they I, voice, just, I, I voice wanna... text so much of what I write, and mm-hmm. it just, you know, it's kind of a crapshoot oh, when yeah. you do it that way. Yeah, yeah. Are they voice texting? Do you know? Uh, I would certainly hope not. It's like newsletters and official oh, announcements. Yeah. Don't, and don't voice text uh, that. Stuff like that, no. Mm-hmm. It's a no-good bus. Uh, we should post this anyway. Ten things you sh- a man should not write in a dating app bio. Where might I find that? Under hot links at armstrongandgetty.com? That'd be a good place. It'll take a while because i got to give it to Hanson, give him the heads up, and then he has to crank up some sort of steam engine, and then he feeds it into a tube, and it grinds for a while, and then it comes out the other end in our website. Really? That's what it seems to be. Huh. MSNBC producer has left the MSDNC channel and issued a scathing letter oh, of resignation. I want to hear this. Oh, yeah. It's good stuff, and it's next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Hurricane that's coming through part of the country. I don't pay a lot of attention to hurricanes, but I I just saw the saw it in print and I thought, what the hell? A number of our beloved listeners are being battered by rain as we speak, Jack. All right, battered. Isaiah. It took me a great deal of practice. Is that a common name? I've never heard it in my life. Hmm. Of studying Latin American politics and or whatever. I don't know what it is. It's an interesting name. If there are any Isaiahs listening, we uh, we mean no disrespect. This woman, uh, I do not know her, but she was fairly prominent at MSNBC, MSDNC, as it's uh, often called, Ariana Pecari. I assume it's Pecari and not Peccari, because a Peccari, also known as a javelina, is a pig. Okay, I didn't know know that. Do you have a picture of her? The the peccary or this woman? This woman. No, she's a producer. I, I she's a behind a, the scenes. I know what a pig looks like. <laughs> oh, she's a producer. Well, peccaries okay. look somewhat different than regular pigs. They're furry, for one thing. Hmm. Uh, You're a furry little pig, aren't you? 
Uh, so this woman <clears throat> has been unhappy at MSNBC. Oh my gosh, they're adorable. Yeah, aren't they cute little things? <laughs> you Tell should get one. Give one for your house. I would love a pet peccary. We That's were uh, vacationing, my wife and I, in, in, in Tucson. They had javelinas running around. Little little babies, are you kidding? You want to put, snatch one up in your arms and give it a squeeze. <laughs> Don't. It'll bite you. Um, <clears throat> anyway. You should get one of those and put it in your dating app. I own a peccary. I'm a peccary enthusiast. I'd probably be a Would you like to see my peccary? All right. Hey, so no. this woman is unhappy at MSNBC for a long time. She kind of sets that up, but then she says, July 24th was my last day. Um, uh, my colleagues are very smart people with good intentions. The problem is the job itself. It forces skilled journalists to make bad decisions on a daily basis. You may not watch MSNBC, but just know that this problem still affects you, too. All the commercial networks function the same, and no doubt that content seeps into your social media feed one way or the other. Then she mentions her background in in serious journalism and how stories were chosen, that sort of thing. Um, uh, And then says it's taboo to even discuss how the rating scheme distorts content or it's simply taken for granted because everyone in the commercial broadcast news industry is doing the same thing. But behind closed doors, industry leaders will admit the damage that's being done. Quote, we are a cancer and there is no cure. Really? A successful and insightful TV veteran said to me, but if you could find a cure, it would change the world. As it is, this cancer stokes national division, even in the middle of a civil rights crisis. The model blocks diversity of thought and content because the networks have incentive to amplify fringe voices and events at the expense of others, all because it pumps up the ratings. The cancer risks human lives, even in the middle of a pandemic. The primary focus quickly became what Donald Trump was doing poorly to address the crisis, rather than the science itself. Yeah, I noticed. Yeah, I noticed every single press conference. The only question, the only news coverage is... Trump said something bad about Fauci. Now, Fauci said nothing about the where are we on the whole coronavirus Mm -hmm. thing. As new details have become available about antibodies, a vaccine, or how COVID actually spreads, producers still want to focus on the politics. Important facts or studies get buried. The cancer risks our democracy, even in the middle of a presidential uh, presidential election. Any discussion about the election usually focuses on Donald Trump, not Joe Biden, a repeat offense from 2016. Trump smothers out all other coverage. Um... Mm, Context and factual data are often considered too cumbersome for the audience. There may be some truth to that. Our education system should really should improve the critical thinking skills of Americans. But another hard truth is that it is the job of journalists to teach and inform, which means they might need to figure out a better way to do that. Uh, and she goes on in, in that manner. It's interesting. It almost gives me hope that they're... <clears throat> That they know this behind the scenes, and some people are jumping ship. On the other hand, it might be they know it, they've accepted it, and the people that can't stomach it are leaving, and then you're going to have nobody left at the New York Times or MSNBC or or wherever. And I certainly hope that leads to failure. Who's that? The boy. The, the the triumph of, of good sense, which it's, makes me an idiot, <laughs> hoping for that. It would take a change in attitudes because yeah. their whole point is we're getting better ratings doing this. Isn't that their whole point? New York Times is getting more reading uh, readers doing this. MSNBC is getting more viewers on their shows doing this. They'd have to risk that by trying to right. broaden things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um. Then she actually throws in a, a quote because she's tr- still trying to find a way to cure this. 
Um, but she, she mentions a quote from James Baldwin, who said this in 1962. I don't think I know who that is. But James Baldwin, who I wasn't aware of until a couple of weeks ago, it pops into my eyes every day now. Really? Uh, I'm a big fan of him. He's got some great quotes. Uh, writer, thinker, writer, thinker, yeah, yeah. et cetera. Yeah, okay. I, I clearly need to look into it because it's just been showing up in articles and YouTube feeds. And that's James funny. Baldwin debates William F. Buckley and that sort He's of thing. He's having his moment. I guess so. Um, but uh, this is, I'm guessing, the granddaddy of his quotes. Not everything that is faced can be changed, but nothing can be changed until it is faced. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. I'm sure he's gratified with your approval of his, his, his kahuna, his big kahuna, his big quote. His, Boom! Uh, his drop the mic! Take that! Of course, you drop a mic in 1962, it's likely to break. Microphone technology has improved a great deal in mm-hmm. the intervening years. That's good to know. Back to you. Sean Penn got married over the weekend. I don't care. <laughs> He's 59 years old. He I married, don't care about that either. He married a 28-year-old actress. Is he and, still uh, a big fan of Hugo Chavez and communism? Deluded numbskull. And fabulously a talented actor. But Which, you know, comma, who cares? Right, I'm, I'm going to see my absolutely terrific dentist tomorrow. I have uh, him than I do for Sean Penn, and I love the drama. I love the acting. Oh, so I just I feel, it's I feel, one skill. I feel like all the Netflix and all that stuff has shown that there's a lot more good actors than you thought they were. It is uh, not as rare a skill as you thought it was. Nope, there are lots and lots and lots of them. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. 2 fly ball to left. Back on it goes Marmaleos at the track, at the wall, and it is gone. Chris Davis, welcome to 2020. As he cranks one out and makes his way around third base, and a welcome salute as the A's now take a 9-1 lead. That was a realistic-sounding now, was that in Oakland for an Oakland A's home run? Because there are too many fans there. You need to have, like, two guys. Oh, yeah, wow. that was awesome, dude. Nice one, Jim. <laughs> that that was underwhelming. Was that a road game? I just, because as a, as a baseball honk, I'll tell you, as soon as a ball that might be a home run is hit, the roar starts well, and it that builds, a, and then when it's out, it's just cacophonous. If that was a road game, that would have been pretty good. Yeah, they, yeah. They seem to be erring on the side of under-excitement uh, for their clearly, sounds. Yeah. Clearly. Clearly. Yeah. Have you heard soccer the way they do it in Europe? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's great. It's awesome. They got, like, the fake chants and yeah. everything. and like yeah. <laughs> Wow, wow, that's cool. I watched some playoff hockey last night. I'm back on hockey, man. I love playoff Soccer hockey. on ice. It is the best sport that can ever be imagined. <laughs> the, the, the Incas throwing that ball through the hoop and killing the losers. That was a punk sport compared to ice hockey. Oh, and I just watched the video of the woman swimming with the glass of milk on her head that we have at our website. That is impressive. Armstrongandgetty.com. I mean, if you've already seen women swimming with milk on their head, then... You probably, you know, same old, same old. But. Probably get the gist of it. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't. It's quite, quite amazing. So, oh, man, which direction do we go with this? Um, 
Got some really interesting information about the uh, the filibuster, if you want it. Um, believe it or not, <laughs> uh, the history of the thing and how absolutely uh, dishonest Barack Obama was being the other day when he was talking about the filibuster, which they're trying to get rid of in the Senate by calling it racist. And listen, if I'm a progressive, I might as well try that. I think it was brilliant Because politics. so many people say, oh, oh, it's racist. I can't be in favor of it. Never stopping to question whether that's a legitimate accusation or not. I think it was pretty clever politics. Yes, insidious but clever. Uh, but instead, I just I want to touch on this. Um, it's uh, written by a fellow by the name of Scott Blair, who's a uh, a soon to be former San Diego small business owner. When we think about what is necessary for our lives, the answers are not that complicated. Family, future, livelihood, safety, and health are all intrinsically tied to one another. They are on everyone's absolute list. As a South Park bar owner and disabled veteran, I've invested professionally in my San Diego community since 2006. I worked hard to build my equity, and then I turned around and invested in my community, generating millions of dollars in city and state taxes. I've spent over a million dollars in payroll, creating jobs and opportunities for a diverse workforce. I've been proud to be a middle-class San Diego small business owner. I am not so proud of San Diego or California anymore. He's talking about being shut down now for the second time. No matter how rigorously they followed the the guidelines of public health officials, the mixed messages in recent months from public health officials on what should close have been frustrating. You can go to Ross and Home Depot, but you can't go and get your hair cut or go to the gym. These are the hypocrisies that sensible people are struggling to comprehend. Well, that was the moronic decision that some businesses are essential and aren't, and others aren't, not based from the owner's standpoint, but from the customer's standpoint. Which is weird. Right. Well, and we've always said it's the question of what is safe and what's not safe, not essential or non-essential, because everybody's business is essential to them. And and, and their employees. Right. Absolutely. Uh, uh, now, the argument was made that... And the building, and the guy who owns the building where they pay the rent. Right. And the person who gets the, uh, you know, the various uh, insurance that they've signed up for, and all kinds of different things for each business. Yep. The argument was that, well, bars and gyms in particular are hot beds of spread. And I haven't seen a lot of evidence of that, but I can believe it. A bar is the sort of place where people speak moistly on each other. To hey, quote let, the, me, let me tell you something. I got to tell you. To quote story. the Canadian prime minister child. I've always been amazed by speaking you, moistly. If you ponder any of these just for a second, you can come up with so many tentacles when you close down a business. How about the... um. The, the, the company that goes around and takes around bottled water. All the gyms are closed, so they lost all those clients. I mean, there's just, you know, the, the, the person that does all the laundry for the towels for oh, the yeah. gym. Oh, uh, yeah. The, the, you think getting your nails done isn't essential. Okay, but all those chemicals that they use, somebody sells those, and now they don't get to sell them anymore. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's so disruptive. Then we got this note from uh, Randy, who pointed out that in his county, the local health officer said that 95% of the new cases in his county that they can figure out are due to private social gatherings. Yeah, that's the hot thing right now. Family gatherings. People have decided, you know, I'm sick of this. We're going to have a party at our house, but we're just going to have friends and family come over. Because we all have kind of this weird <clears throat> thing, including me, that my friends wouldn't have it. <laughs> So we don't have to have masks on near each other. If I like you, you don't have the vid. Exactly. It's weird, but I've done it myself. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Getting back to this editorial by the uh, gentleman, the bar owner in San Diego, he says, what the federal government has done for support is equivalent to putting a Band-Aid on a sucking chest wound. 
The city and the state have done nothing shy of euthanization. Um, this wild game of back and forth with discriminatory new rules and draconian measures ravages your mental and physical health. The stress riddles you with mounting fear and hopelessness, making even the boldest borderline suicidal. Um, yeah, it's terrible. It's really a shame. Uh, people have busted their butts their whole lives to build something. Um, and, and, and Oh, and then uh, the other uh, email that I really liked was uh, from Ed, who points out, and he was echoing your argument, Jack, you made a great point that a lawyer will tell their client, do not, don't talk, don't talk, it's best for the case, just you're being accused of child molestation, of burning an American flag, and uh, and and kicking grandmothers, but listen, just don't say anything, and then you go to the, the court, and and you win the case. And you emerge, and your reputation is destroyed. Your business has vanished. Your wife has left you. Your children won't look at you because everybody thinks of you as a granny-kicking child molester and flag burner. So the lawyer's only interest was winning the case, not preserving your life. And in the same way, the public health officials, the governors, their only interest is in cutting the number of COVID cases. They don't care if it, you know, ruins all sorts of people's lives. And we've made the argument it's it's starting to look like this thing's going to come and go on its own terms. And we can either and and Sweden's actually a really good example of this. They did not close down. And people who were anti closing down for the longest time said, look at Sweden. Sweden's right. doing great, even though they haven't closed down. Then Sweden had a hell of a lot of cases and a bunch of deaths. The virus said, hold my hydrochloroquine. Right. And and then the ant the pro shutdown people were saying, look at stupid Sweden, they didn't close down, and now they're eating the bitter fruits of their stupidity. <laughs> but now we're down the road a little further, and Sweden has ended up with lower per capita deaths than virtually every other country in Europe, or less than quite a few of them. So, can we all stop making? Confident pronouncements about our side or the other side. And just admit, nothing seems to be working great except maybe utterly uh, uh, suffocating clampdowns, which we can't do. Well, if your goal is to ruin the economy and depress children, we're, we're doing a pretty good job at that. This that is, seems to be fairly successful. This is the umpteenth pandemic to face mankind and the first time we've ever tried to do this. And it's not working so well. This is all wrong. I should be back in school. You're right. Anyway, uh, Ed writes, that's exactly what some politicians are doing with the lockdowns. And unfortunately, there's almost no critical questioning by reporters to politicians who push the lockdowns. Well, that's because reporters, the media, are virtually 100%. Well, all right, let's call it 95% uh, progressive. The pushback from the media is always toward keeping the lockdowns in place without even considering the deaths and economic devastation caused by the lockdowns. Yeah, I know it, Ed. You're right. So we got a couple of texts. We were talking about online dating, and Sean was describing how it's it's fully mainstream now, and I'm I'm out of touch with this, both by age and the fact that I haven't dated in the the online era, uh, nor has Joe. Um, as far as you know, as far as you know, well, that fits in with this uh, text right here. I'm a newly divorced after 35 years of marriage because my ex was cheating on several dating apps. I signed up for a match and got matched with my ex. If you like Pinacoladas, come on. <laughs> Love that song as a kid. 
Check it out on your favorite music streaming app. It's uh, it's ironic. It, it turns out they they are right for each other. And oh, they loved each other all along. They just gotten tired of each other. Yeah. But now their love is renewed. Who puts in their dating app? I like making love at midnight. Because that was one of their things in that song, right? If you like making well, love do. at midnight. And noon and three o'clock in the afternoon. It's <laughs> really not time specific at all. Yeah, time really is not that. Yeah. Yeah, right after I wake question. up. Nah. Let's get up for a while. I could use a cup of coffee and we'll come back. Anyway, I got matched with my ex and saw that he is claiming to be new to Internet dating. Ha, he also claims to be caring. Now everyone on the Internet looks like a version of him. No, thank you. No apps for me. Oof. Oof. Having poisoned the well. Right. Uh, About dating apps, my 20-year-old son is a really good-looking kid, but he prefers to use dating apps. I think the better looking you are, I think the better dating apps are for you. Again, it's not an either-or. It's a supplemental uh, relationship stream. Or or even if you just photograph better. I think some people photograph beyond their looks. That's a weird thing. Camera loves some people. But then dating apps would be better for you, right? Um, Some people... Some I've known so many people like that. They're so much better looking after you get to know them, the way, the way your mind works. Hmm. Their personality makes them so much better looking, but I'm not sure that would come through. That's an interesting thought. I have to consider that. A uh, 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 dating app. Uh, the reason is because most of the girls he meets in person at college are flaming liberal feminists, and he's not looking for that. Well, uh, they're on the dating apps, too. So Right. And yeah. They're, and they're college girls. What are you, what are you expecting? That'd yeah. be really discouraging to me. I mean, I, the I, idea I, I go out with some gal, we're hitting it off, things, the little chemistry and the rest of it, and then she starts lecturing me about yeah. white privilege and this, such. This is probably Ugh. dumb, but that that just it was never on my mind when I was young. The no, politics that's not dumb. Of it's not dumb at all. It's it's a change in our culture, and it never came up. They weren't interested in talking about politics either. It just right. never came up. It is a change in our culture. Right. Ne- I can't remember one time. In my entire life of dating different girls throughout, uh, you know, my twenties, where a political position came up, I do remember it, a, a certain cause coming up, a couple of causes that are were quasi political. Um, Dan Quayle must go, that sort of thing. No, no, just I remember when I was say uh, a young college boy. Oh, was I handsome then? Flat belly, sharp mind. Full head of hair. Still have a full head of hair. The rest of it, not so much. Um, but to the whole divest in South Africa thing was huge. Okay. And and I, I ran into a gal. We hit it off a little bit. She turned out to be into that. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. Anyway, uh, let's go get a quarter of beer. <laughs> right. It was, you know, it was, it was mildly interesting. But she was not going to harangue me all night long or if I wasn't into it, somehow shame me. <laughs> It was just an enthusiasm as opposed to a deep, a spine-deep aspect of her identity. And anybody who wasn't as crazy about it as she was was obviously an evil human being. That is a bizarre puritanical change in our culture, and it's been weird to watch. In a fairly short amount of time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, having studied political movements through history, it's the, uh, it's the, the fear that has uh, lined so many people up, if not behind... The social justice warrior thing, they're afraid to oppose it. Did you get married to someone without knowing what party they tend to vote for? Text line 415-295-KFTC. I bet that had to be the the most common back in the day, didn't it? Yeah, I don't... You know, Judy and I got married quite young, but um, I don't think either one of us really cared. I don't know that it ever came up. 
Right. I'll bet it just didn't come up very often. Yeah. Text line 415-295-KFTC. Interesting. Yeah, times change. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure at that age... And listen, my contempt for the woke young is partly um, that I don't think they have the life experience to be authoritative on any topic. You child. Honestly. So it's it's fairly typical uh, older guy, uh, you know, get off my lawnism. Uh, on the other hand, at that age, I was very much in the mode of trying to figure the world out. And maybe it's maybe it's because of you know what I studied in school and my major and everything. I studied political systems around the world and how they work and how they don't work and in political movements and from the uh, interesting to the horrifying and, and back and forth. So maybe it was just that I wasn't so quick to spout certainty at that age. Um, but I I can't stand. People who've never held a full-time job, raised a child, you know, uh, uh, just spouting certainty about the way the world should work. It just strikes me as so incredibly unwise. But, you know, that's that's youngsters. I spent a lot of time trying to figure out how to get rid of this hangover. <laughs> Lots of water. Maybe some greasy, greasy food well. and caffeine. <laughs> Um, in, in time. <laughs> so, uh, Wall Street Journal is uh, questioning, will Joe Biden debate at all? Uh, apparently, the, the, the leaning thinking on the left is, no, don't debate Joe Biden. Uh, it's cowardice. Or, or super smart. Stay tuned for that. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So keep in mind, during this little montage of Joe Biden talking, he wasn't actually arrested in any of these instances. I just said, uh, young woman, I, two young women I had met said, well, why don't you, uh, we'll be right back. I said, well, I'll, I'll come with you. And they said, okay. And I walked into their dormitory <laughs> and was immediately accosted by a cop who arrested me. As a matter of fact, the last time I was here, uh, I, I want to make clear to the press, I didn't get arrested, but I almost did, because... Why I did it, I don't know. I sat down in the presiding officer's chair. And next thing I know, I feel this hand on my shoulder, and a guy picked the Capitol policeman, picks me up and spins me, and says, what are you doing? And after a few moments, he realized I was just a dumbstruck kid and didn't arrest me or anything. I had the great honor of being arrested with our U.N. ambassador on the streets of Soweto trying to get to see him on Robbins Island. One of the most saintly guys I ever knew because I got arrested trying to see him when I went down to South Africa, Nelson Mandela. I came back from South Africa trying to see Nelson Mandela and getting arrested for trying to see him on Robbins Island. He was in prison. So uh, I became very sick with dysentery. <laughs> Joe Biden has a, a habit of exaggerating his various uh, dust-ups and claiming he got arrested, and I don't know. He don't often know. throws that into stories. Every time a cop says, hey, what are you doing? He claims later he got arrested. It's a weird quirk. It is. He's not going to let the facts stand in the way of a good story. Uh, and, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, of, of all the issues on the table between the, the, the various choices for what direction we go as a country, I don't feel like that rises to a very high level. No, I'm mostly as- amused by it. It's an interesting aspect of a personality, though. Yeah. Um, giant explosion in Beirut, Lebanon. And if the video we've seen is real, 
It's crazy. What is that building that got blown up? It's a warehouse that is said now to be a nitrate, a storage or manufacturing facility for nitrates, uh, fertilizers, which are highly explosive. So it's not clear if it was an act of war or just an industrial accident or what. Okay. But the, the story is missiles launched by a jet have hit. In Beirut, I think it is. Lebanon is falling apart as a nation. We were mentioning that earlier. Who's got who? Who has planes with missiles that have a reason to blow up buildings in Beirut? Uh, I don't I mean, know. That's a state action. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the government is propped up by Hezbollah, uh, which is sponsored by Iran, and they may want the country to fall apart so they can take it over completely. Or I don't know. Russia don't... wants a porter. Uh, right? Yeah. Gosh, the insanity of the Middle East. I, I don't know. Anyway, keep our eye on that. How much time have I got, Michael? Boy, I'll have to get through this fast. This is from the Wall Street Journal. Um, there are actually debates scheduled. Did you know that? September 29th. We're two months away from oh. the debates that are scheduled. But there are arguments being made on the left that Joe Biden shouldn't debate. Elizabeth, I said, you kidding me. Elizabeth Drew writing in the New York Times, the debates have never made sense as a test for presidential leadership. Mostly snappy comebacks and one-liners are awarded, which we've complained about for years. Sure. Well, she's right about that. But The Wall Street Journal arg- argues that, well, you don't end the debates because of that. You change the format and sure. come up with a better way. Yeah, fix them. And that we've never more needed debates, both because the candidates aren't campaigning and because Joe Biden's uh, mental abilities are uh, you know, a test point. Yeah, we might not hear from him for many, many months before the election. Weird. Armstrong and Getty.